0: Hello, good evening and welcome to another edition of the Ponty Rugby Show here on GTFM. It's great to have you with us this Wednesday evening. I'm Gito Davis, hosting the show that brings you all the latest from your local Premier Rugby club, the Pride of the Valleys, Pontypridd RFC. Our special guest on this week's show will be Geraint Thomas, who has recently stepped up to take a lead with the club's media team. It'll be interesting to talk to Geraint about his role and about the general activities of the media team who do such a great job in projecting Pontypridd RFC to the wider world and do so with a great following both in attendance at home and away games and on the club's social media platforms. We'll catch up with Geraint a little later on. There was no action for Ponty in the Indigo Premiership Cup last weekend as the Autumn International Series got underway, Wales taking on the mighty All Blacks at the Millennium Stadium and going down, unfortunately, to a hefty defeat. It was a daunting task for what was mostly a young and untested Wales squad, but good to see some former Ponty favourites, scrum half Thomas Williams, prop Dylan Lewis and Locke Seb Davis, all getting in on the act albeit in shouldering the weight of a disappointing defeat. But Ponteprith will be back in action this coming Saturday, hosting Ebu vale at Sardis Road in a match that kicks off at an earlier time of 1pm due to the Wales vs South Africa International following at 5.30pm. Ponty will be going all out to avenge an early season defeat in the reverse fixture up in the headlands of Blayna Gwent. So we move on now to talk to our special guest this week, not a player or a coach, but someone whose contribution to pont RFC is of great value, head of the media team Geraint Thomas. I caught up with Geraint a little earlier in the week to discuss his role and his commitment to the club.
1: Like you said, huge responsibility. I'm excited. You know, I'm under no illusions of the task in hand, you know. I've been part of the media team, you know, in a a smaller way for nearly three years now, you know, working pretty closely with yourself. And I realise how much work there is to go into the media team, all the different aspects, all the different, you know, pots that are sort of bubbling away in terms of what's required throughout the week, what's required on a match day, um, all the aspects really, you know, when you decided to step down and I felt pretty honoured to be honest that the club then approached me knowing what such a good job you've done over so many years um, that the club almost saw me fit to step into your big shoes you know that <laughs> meant a lot to me um, so yeah I'm going to give it my best shot and try and move us forward really
0: We've been talking for years um, you know about uh, succession and getting sort of a younger generation to take things over in general within the club so um uh, it was a natural progression for you to take over because, as you said, you've been involved with the media side of things for, for many years now. But, um, you know, picking up on a little bit of what you said there about the workload involved, I don't think many people realize that it is all purely a volunteer effort at Pontiprid RFC. Obviously, nobody gets paid any money for doing the work on the media side. and. That's in comparison with other clubs. We won't name specific clubs, but they pay media companies to, to come in and do the work for them, you know, at a professional level. But um, would you agree, considering that it, that it is a volunteer effort, that Ponte, you know, where you're punching well above their weight as a club, you know, on the media side of things?
1: Yes, I think so. I, I, I genuinely do. I know I might be a bit biased. You know, I'm first and foremost, I'm a Ponte supporter. But I think, in a way, I think that's why our media has been so good for so long. I think even, you know, long before I was involved, that generally, you know, yourself and other people who've come and gone over the years, because they've been Pondy supporters, you know, we've had the sort of passion of the club at the first and foremost of our thoughts. And I think, you know, that goes a long way to then ensuring that we are providing good content, you know, content that we as supporters would want to see and want to read ourselves, you know, whether it's articles from our website, whether it's videos on social media, whatever. And I think that has, you know, gone in our our media team's favour for, for so long, you know.
0: There's a bit of um, a change going on. It's it's an evolution rather than a change, you know, within the media team. But as we move on into the remainder of this season, now broadly speaking, what is the makeup of the media team at Ponte RFC?
1: Well, so far. At the moment it's myself heading up the media team we've got Kevin Rudge um, who is in charge of kuncallum photography and you know Kevin provides us the media team with full access to all his photos and the different things that he does and you know he's very very good and absolutely fantastic in giving us free access to what we need which which is a massive help for our content. Tom Davy is our sort of digital, um, graphic provider, if you like, heading up all that again. Tom's fantastic. You know anything that myself asks of Tom as a media team, um, he provides us as well. Grace Reynolds is still on board, doing her Ponty TV interviews, and we're you know very exciting that we've taken on two students, Zach Johnson Pillon and Adam Cleary from the University of South Wales. They're very enthusiastic, very excited to come on board. And you know, it's something that ghetto, we've we've toyed with the idea for a while now, haven't we? About tapping yeah. into the fantastic, you know, the, the 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 University of South Wales, you know, the links have already been there between the club and the uni for years. And it's something we've been speaking, ghetto, for what, 18 months, two years about tapping into that resource, isn't it? You know?
0: Yeah. The links are there in rugby terms, are they with um, the squad? And also with the uh, the match analysts um, working under Dean Parsons, they vigil the games uh, and analyse the, the game. So the link was there for many seasons and it, I think a natural progression, as you said, to to link up with um, some of the media students at the uni. So they'll come on board and do a bit of work for the Ponte plead RFC media team. Is, is that the idea?
1: Yes, yeah. Um, in different ways as well. You know, they're going to be doing... Um, Match reports, hopefully writing some articles as well for us. Um, a bit of a range, really. They're going to they're happy to get involved with doing some of their own interviews, and a couple of the lads as well. They've got a really good sort of knowledge and understanding of things like Instagram. So you know they're they're going to come up with ideas for our social media platforms. So yeah, it's it's quite an exciting time to be honest. They're both really really nice lads as well. And, and they're both keen to get stuck in, you know, in fairness to them. So we're looking forward to sort of working closely with them as well. And I'm, I'm always, you know, Gitto, I've always been up for new ideas and I'll happily lend an ear and give somebody a chance if they want to come up with some content to keep us sort of fresh and what have you, you know. It, it's great, you know, it's, it's a win-win really.
0: Yeah. And you, yourself, as you said, you've been involved with the media team for three or four years, but you've been focusing mainly on the social media side of things and um, we've seen over the past years you know that social media has really gained a lot of impetus that um, you know I, I remember when I started with a media team well decades ago and this was before the advent of the internet or anything like that before we had a website in recent years social media has really gathered pace isn't it and this this is the way forward would you agree to to reach out to supporters and uh people involved with the club in so many ways that um, social media is the way forward, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. These are the yeah, platforms to work upon.
1: hundred percent. You know, I think that as time has moved on, that, um, you know, things like the club's website, which I think is still you know, a pivotal part of of any club, you know, any sport, really, you know, in getting information out there. But whereas social media is, you know, it's more of a two-way thing in terms of, you know, it allows you to interact directly with fans or, you know, businesses, customers, whatever you want to like, really. Um, it's It's a two-way street, which, you know, perhaps some of the other forms of media are more of a one-way street, you know. And I think social media gives you a chance to to be engaging as well. And if you stay active and you engage, you know, with your own supporters and even supporters, you know, further afield, you know, we're always looking, you know, to get more people following the club and what have you. And, And I think social media is a fantastic way, you know, of doing that really. I think if, if we're modern, I think with social media as well, you know, it's all about the club's branding and getting that across, but it can be, a bit of almost a jovial, fun way as well to engage with people, which which I think is really good.
0: It can be a lot of fun, and, and it's, it's hugely powerful. There's no doubt about that. But there's also a lot of responsibility. We've seen in the news recently, you know, how um, Facebook sometimes have been taken to task about failing in their responsibilities, the way they reach out to people. So Do you feel a bit of that as well, the, the responsibility to get things right on social media? Because... It is so instant, you know, you you click a button on your computer and it's out there and you've got to get it right, right from the start.
1: 100 percent. Absolutely. You know, 100 percent agree. Our social media, I do think, has been good over the the last few years as well. Um, I wouldn't say we're careful with what we put on, but everything that goes on social media is to the benefit of the club and to portray the club in a good light. I think that it can be quite difficult to police at times. You know, it's the nature of the beast with social media that you are going to have some negative comments and you are going to have things that, you know, people stretch, stretch, step across the line and what have you. So it can be quite difficult to police, but luckily our, our, you know, our platforms are are, are pretty good and they're 99% positive, I would say, you know, so that does make it, you know, a lot easier to police. But yeah, it's a massive responsibility. To sort of you know ensure that the club is portrayed in the ro- in the right light and you know I th- I t- totally agree with what you're saying yeah
0: and the, the reach is massive and please, I know um, I don't know the actual figures but the the Facebook and Twitter pages have got followers numbering in their thousands so again a lot of responsibility and a lot of reach you know there are a lot of people out there who are supporting Ponte even if they don't attend the games.
1: Yeah. To to hit you with a couple of figures, um, our Facebook page has got nearly 12,000 followers, which is brilliant. Our Twitter page has got nearly 15,000 followers. But to put that into some sort of context, there was somebody, I can't remember the source, but somebody compiled um, a graphic of statistics about two weeks ago. And it was world rugby, rugby clubs in the world in order of how many followers they've got. And I think, Ponty, we were either in the late 50s or the early 60s yeah, in terms yeah. of how many followers we've got, which is fantastic, really. When you think of, you know, the club now a, a, a semi-professional club playing in the Welsh Premiership, and we've got more followers than some of the professional English clubs. We've got more followers than some of the, the, the French clubs that play in the top 14, which is, which is phenomenal, really. It is,
0: yeah. That's fantastic. Obviously, there's a traditional support that carried over, you know, when the 2003 was the watershed, when the semi-professional era was ushered in, when the regions were formed, and Ponty, unique, I think, uh, in comparison with other clubs, you know, the big clubs like Ebu Vale, Neath, Ponty carried the big support with them into the semi-pro era, and I'm talking now about people who turn up, sit in the stands, stand on the terraces every game, you know, we get... Over a thousand, well over a thousand, 1,500 people for every home game. But um, the, the numbers you've just mentioned now, the reach out to that wider audience, is fantastic, and that, and that is through the power of social media and the work that people like yourself put in. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, I would, and 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 again, this is why it's you know so important. It's not just, you know, about engaging with supporters, which is is vital and fantastic. But when we've got such a big reach as well from the commercial side of the club, you know, it's it's reaching out to current sponsors, you know, hopefully giving them the platform that they deserve for the the time and money that they invest in the club. But also because we have got such a big reach, it's part of my job now working closely with the board at the club. You know, the, the people who drive the club forward, it's up to us. To sort of use our platforms and the reach we've got, you know, to sort of say to new sponsors that are thinking of coming on board or might be tempted to come on board, you know, we are a big club with with a lot of reach, you know, as well. Yeah. And, and I think that 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 counts for a lot, you know, when when sort of businesses can see that how many people we're sort of tweeting to on a daily basis and posting on Facebook to, you yeah. know, it's up to you know, it's up to us. We can't sort of just sort of stagnate, we've got to drive it forward and improve those figures, increase those figures, you know, it can only be good for the club.
0: Yeah, and working with the squad then, um, how have you found them, you know, because again, I I keep hacking back to the time uh, when I was media officer with the club, but I worked in the fully professional era, you know, people like Neil Jenkins, Geraint Lewis, Martin Williams, all these, Kerry Sweeney, all the world stars, but the one thing that I found has been constant throughout the decades at Ponte RFC, that the players are still the same. You know, there's no prima donnas at Ponte RFC. Nobody is allowed no. to um, become bigger than a club, the club in, in a way. And do you find the current squad to be the same, you know, easy to work with, um, good to talk to, you know, not always willing to help?
1: Honestly, they've been absolutely fantastic to me. Absolutely no ego at all. Um, Since I've taken, you know, a bit more of a lead on a team, probably for about the last, you know, six weeks or so, and even so much this season, um, I've approached lots of different players, you know, new and, you know, existing ones who've been here for a few years, whether it's for blogs, whether it's for graphics, you know, quotes for graphics, this new feature now that I started, this um, player microscope feature, which I can touch on that in in a minute, the players have been fantastic, Gitto. You know, um, they, they 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 can't sort of do enough. You know, they always get back to me with the information that I've asked them for, if I want to chat. And you know, even on a match day as well. You know, you know, talking to the coaches pre match, post match, players post match. In fairness, they've been absolutely good as gold. You know, it's and it makes you you know, Gitto, it makes your job so much easier, doesn't it? When yeah. when they are when when they are approachable and when they are, it, it makes life so much easier, doesn't it? You know, and they've been great.
0: Yeah, that reflects uh, across the entire club, I think, you know, supporters and players. Uh, well, you said there's no egos. I think there's a bit of vanity sometimes. Mind um, <laughs> when, when there's a photo shoot, you'd be amazed. These uh, hard-nosed rugby players, they're all going into a corner to, to do their hair, you know, and make sure they look good. But um, <laughs> that's another story. But um, from your own personal point of view, then, because um, I think you live out in Leon, Is there somewhere out there?
1: Yes, yeah, I'm actually How sort did of, the link uh, with
0: Ponte please start then? Because um, you're a supporter as well as working, you know, volunteering for the club. So how, how did that link?
1: I'm a sort of, you know, Newport boy born and bred, really. But um, my father is Tree Harris born and bred, you know, a few miles up the road from Ponty. And, and to be honest, he was always a Ponty supporter. Probably, God, he's, he's quite old, to be fair. He'd been yeah. a Ponty follower since the sort of 1960s, you know. You know, ever since I was a young boy, I think I started following Ponty in the early 90s. You know, there was never any other club for me. I don't think he ever sort of gave me an option of supporting another club, really. We used to go and watch Ponty every Saturday afternoon, you know. Um, I probably started following Ponty early 90s, something like about 93. So it was probably just just before the sort of golden era of the 90s, you know. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's always been quite funny, really, you know, sort of growing up in Newport going to schools in Newport, you know, you can imagine the amount of stick I had through the 90s, through family, through friends, you know, all Newport supporters. But, you know, it's all good fun. And uh, it's quite funny, really, my wife was a Newport supporter, but she sort of uh, almost angled t- towards the <laughs> way of Ponty over the years yeah. now. And and my, and my children, as you know, sort of support Ponty. And it's quite funny, really, that they're always, whenever we play Newport at Sardis Road, they're always mascots for the game in their, yeah, yeah. In their, pon- in their ponty kit and their ponty hoodies, which is uh, it's a little bit of a wind-up more to my father-in-law than anything, really, but it's all good fun. Yeah. But, <laughs> uh, you know, and again, going back to when you asked me at the start talking about when the club approached me, the club means the world to me and it always has done, you know, and uh, for, for sort of 30 years of my life, really, following them. And I mean... I, I didn't really have to think twice, you know, when the club approached me to take over from you. I, I didn't have to think for only a nanosecond, really. I thought, well, I, how can I turn an opportunity like that down to work for the club that means so much to me, you know? So, yeah, uh, yeah it's been fantastic, really, you know.
0: To travel all the way every match day because I know you go home and away, you know, that's a huge dedication. It, it shows how committed you are to the club. But if, um, Put your supporters hat on for a minute now then, rather than your (laughs) officers hat. And um, this season, how how do you see the season going? You know, we've won all our home games, unfortunately lost our away games. How do you see the season panning out?
1: It's a learning curve season without sort of touching on all the cliches. I mean, we all know there was such a high turnover, wasn't there, of players because of the sort of the almost 18 month impasse because of COVID, you know. A lot of senior players either stepping down through injury, you know, just because they come to the end of the career, you know, players like David Lockyer, you know, what shoes sort of boots to fill for somebody like yeah. him, you know, you know, Diggy Bird and Alex not unfortunately having to, you know, step down because of injury and work commitments, you know, a massive, particularly in our back line, I would say, you know, there yeah. was there was a massive void sort of to fill and I think, you know, was it first game of the season against Newport? We had 10 players making their debut. I mean, that's unheard of, really, isn't it? You start a new season and you expect sort of a handful of players to make their club debut. And I think we had we had 10 in the first game and then we had another three or four in the second game against Ebu. But yeah, going on. I sort of you know I'm waffling on a little bit. Yeah, I think it's been a very very good start. I think we've got a hungry team. I think we've got an exciting team. You know, I think we've got a lot of youngsters in the team. They all look like again, without sort of sounding the old cliche, they all want to play play for the badge, which is fantastic to see. Yes. You know, I think you, you think of our three losses away from home. You know, it traditionally at Eugene Cross Park is always a first away game of the season. I mean, it's a tough place to go at at any time, you know, but first away game after having 18 months off was always going to be, you know, a bit of an uphill task. And I thought the boys stuck in it. I thought we were the better team in the first half. If we'd taken a couple of chances, we we could have won it up at Vale. You know, we lost at the Arms Park to a very good Cardiff side, probably who had been the best team for the two seasons prior to the sort of COVID suspension of the season you know and I mean the boys stuck at that until the final whistle and then you know we came unstuck was it two weeks ago against Newport again first half I would say we were probably the better side against Newport they had two chances and scored two tries and I think this will be a good learning curve especially for our pack we got a lot of youngsters in the pack now as well and you know they've gone on the road and they've lost. Yes, they've lost three games, but they've lost the three streetwise packs, haven't they? You know. And yeah. I, I think going forward, I think it can only benefit the club. I think it probably helps that there isn't the threat of relegation this season. Yeah. But you know, it's still it's still going to help. And uh, yeah, I think the future's bright. I mean, it's easy for me to say that, but but there are there are signs that the future's bright for the club. And uh, you know, I think the coaching staff, you know, have done a fantastic job. You know, Justin, Dan, and, and the rest of them in recruiting the players that we have. You know, and it's you you know, Gitter. When when you sign so many new players, you know, it's it's easier said than done to sort of try and gel them into a unit so quickly into a team, isn't it? Yeah. But, you know, I think I think yeah. that there are signs that we are gelling into a good, good, strong unit. And I got to be honest, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to getting back. You know, back to Sardis now on Saturday against Ebervale after having a. A week's break, you know, last weekend. But um, yeah, I think I think we'll have a good season. I, I honestly believe that. I think it'll be interesting when when the league season starts and we play the teams from the west side of the conference as well. You know, get them involved again. I think that will be a good measure measuring stick to see where we are as a team. Yeah. You know, when we play the teams in the west hand side.
0: Yeah, I think you're right in your assessment there. So, um well keep keep on supporting the team, Geraint, and keep on reporting on everything that's happening around Sardis Road. Um I think the future looks bright for the media team at Ponte Plead RFC as well as uh the team on the pitch so uh, and thank you very much for joining us on the radio oh, show this evening thank you
1: pleasure Gitto and honestly on the record I mean you know I've said this to you off here but over the over the last few weeks you know since I've come on board it's been a pleasure to have worked with you as well and like I say I'm under no illusions of you know the shoes I've got to fill in taking over the job that the fantastic job that you've done for so many years so I'd like to thank you for all the guidance and help that you've given me when you know we've worked together on the team and uh, Yes you know I know I'll see what saw you know lots and lots over the over the coming years so uh, yeah thank you
0: well thank you cheers guy
1: cheers guys so it's ponty versus Ebouville this coming
0: saturday and remember the big match kicking off early at 1 p.m. admission to the stadium charged at 12 pounds 10 pounds concessions with under 16s allowed in free when accompanied by a paying adult and don't forget that you can stay on at the clubhouse into the evening to watch all the action from the Wales versus South Africa International, which kicks off at 5.30pm. A great day of top rugby in store, so why not come on down to Sardis Road to enjoy it all. That's it for another week on the Ponty Rugby Show. We hope you've enjoyed being with us, listening to us talk the talk, and very much hope that you can be with us again next Wednesday evening same time, same place. I'm Gator Davis. In the meantime, wishing you the very best and have a good week. Till next week.